Mandel does stuff. I'm Howie Mandel, and this is Juggling Schultz. Yeah. <laughs> We're just doing a little test to uh, see whether um, people would enjoy if we talked in a different. Should we do this the whole time? Oh, well, this would be great. What I'd look forward to, if we do this, as for the whole episode, mm-hmm. I just want people to come up to me and go, oh, I love the podcast where you talk like this. And Jacqueline talk like that. Like this. No, like the, I even forgot what my voice, I'd never be able to do voiceovers. Why? Because I think like halfway through or coming back to do touch, I don't know what it's called. Is it called touch-ups? No. Whatever it's called. <laughs> if you come back to do it, uh-huh. then I wouldn't even remember what the voice was that I was doing previously. Well, usually when you do voiceovers and you do it by piecemeal where, you know, you're working on a movie or a television show or whatever and you do voiceovers, what they do is they, then they play you a piece of it and then you got to copy with what you did. So it's not just held to memory. Oh, but didn't you, you remembered like Bobby's voice coming in time after time, right? That's the only voice I do. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and then they said, do you remember the gremlin voice? The gizmo voice? Yeah, it's the same voice. Do you remember Skeeter's voice? Yeah, it's the same voice. (laughs) So I didn't have to remember that. You really like repeating stuff, Dad. I've noticed that. You know what I've noticed also about you repeating stuff? Every single time a guest comes in, Every single time. Do you know what you do? No. Or what you say? No. Do you know where those chairs came from? (laughs) Do you know what you're sitting on right now? Not to every every single time. Well, because the guests have been uh, stand-up comedians. Not all of them. And it doesn't matter. You just want to show off those chairs. Read the side. Well, I wasn't bringing it up. I wasn't bringing it up on this podcast. And you did. (laughs) So when I don't repeat... You took over the family business and did your dad's repetition. I actually think that we should get rid of those chairs. No. I was talking about it with Alex because they're they're cool. They're cool. Like the background of these chairs. And for those of you that maybe are just listening for the first time, they're cool chairs that are from the front. Do we have to mention the chairs in every fucking <laughs> podcast? Stop well, talking what? about our the chairs. Merch, our merch should just be a picture of the chairs. <laughs> if we ever make merch it should just be those chairs on the front but anyways a lot of give us merch ideas everybody (laughs) a lot of people do mention us having them sit on those chairs because they are like the most uncomfortable chairs so maybe we can still have them and you can point at them whenever you want can i just say something as Mm -hmm. somebody who's been in this business 45 years it's actually good to put guests in uncomfortable chairs why? It keeps them alert and it keeps them, you know, if you put somebody in like a lazy boy recliner, chances are they'll doze off and then you don't want to disturb them while they're getting their afternoon nap. On every talk show, the chairs are the worst chairs sitting in and the worst angles at the worst level. No. No. Howard Stern's whole thing is like he gets the guests comfortable. Like they feel like they're sitting in his living room. No, so that th- he- that's because of his persona, not his chairs. Nobody talks <laughs> Nobody talks about, oh my God, you should see the furniture on Howard Stern's. I, am, I love that. Where did you get that chair? In fact, it's probably one of the, they're unco- it's an uncomfortable chair. And for me, it's doubly uncomfortable because there are stains that can't not be identified on those chairs. So don't tell me about that's not comfort. Speaking of which, mm-hmm. um, I don't know why I said speaking of which because <laughs> it has nothing. Idea? No, I don't. I was listening to a podcast on the way in. It was a podcast called Gonads or something. And I thought I'd listen to it because I thought it was funny. And it wasn't funny. It was informative and sad. 
Do you know that? No. Do you know that that podcast? No. It talked about, you know, they were talking about the um, the pronoun issues that people are talking about today. And 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 they were talking about the Olympics, which is weeks, weeks in the past. But they told a story about a young Indian girl who was a, an amazing runner in her village. At 11 years old, she was like close to the world records, the Olympic world records, and she was going up the the rungs and was going to compete in the Olympics. And then um, it was tested, a dope test. You know, they, they test for dope. And naturally, her whole, her testosterone levels were so far up, but naturally, mm -hmm. just this is just genetically how she was born that they deemed her and there was headlines that she isn't a woman and she can't compete. And it was like devastating and horrible. And then they went into the history of how this all came to be. Do you know that the modern Olympics started in 1896 and women were not even allowed to compete until the uh, turn of the century in 1900s. And then in the 1960s, we had, I, this is gonna go someplace, I promise you. But in the- Are you just regurgitating another podcast for our podcast? Uh, well, yeah. it, it, <laughs> you're pointing that out. Now, that wasn't my intention. Okay. I'm really, I was just really interested and fascinated by this thing. The, the um, in the, uh, in, I think it was 1960 when we, America was in the heart of the Cold War with uh, Russia. Mm -hmm. You know about that, right? So we thought that they were, you know, spying on us and they were going to destroy us. And I don't think we think anything that much different today. But but the the thing was that when they started doing really good in the Olympics, especially in the female sports, um, conspiracy theorists believe that what they were doing is they were actually, those were men, those weren't women, some of the Russian athletes. Mm -hmm. And they started what was known as the nude parade, which is little talked about, where all the women athletes competing in the Olympics had to line up in their bra and panties for a governing um, society and uh, whoever was the, the National Sports Association or whatever. And men, mm -hmm. they were men, they had to walk down the this line and they would make the women lower their panties to make sure that they had a vagina. I never heard about this. I just heard about it. It's another podcast, but much better podcast. Caroline's shaking her head. What? Do you think he's not telling the truth, or is it? I kind of think it's a lie, especially after last week's Olympic story. What's last week's? Olympic? When you were telling me about like uh, Wayne Newton and <laughs> his story. Oh, I lied. No, this is not a lie. Uh, you know, uh, Google the, uh, the Olympic. Uh, what did I call it now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Olympic nude uh, parade checking women's genitals in the 1960s. <laughs> These searches on the computer. <laughs> <laughs> no. If somebody, Caroline, if somebody ever Look steals your, your laptop, you have a lot of splaining to do. Yeah. No, it's a podcast. I swear. I'm not looking at naked ladies' underpants. Anyway, this is what they did, and then there was a huge outcry, and they stopped doing that, and then they started doing chromosome testing, and then they stopped doing that because you could have X and Y chromosomes. But apparently, so this is what I learned, testosterone is named and comes from the testes, right? Mm -hmm. and, they, and, and women, there are women that um, 
have more testosterone and they have like underdeveloped testes way in their, you know, yeah. it's just a, you know that? Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of the same reproductive organs just on the inside, correct? Right. Yeah. And they're not, and, and you know, and then those aren't switched on, but there are, so my feeling is they have this testosterone. This girl was like banished. How, how do you feel about that? I'm getting at you. You Googled something and then you didn't, What what is it? It's just a lot of weird things were showing up, so. No, you don't have to show me. Tell me. <laughs> is that, have you seen that thing where the Olympic Committee uh, in the 1960s, uh, humiliating oh, practices? there's this one. Okay, yeah, the Time article. Oh, is that the Indian? That is the girl that, that, that was the subject of the... Uh, of the um, story that you're talking about. The story, about. that girl right there. So... Um, how IOC tried and failed. In the 1960s, the IOC made female athletes walk nude in front of physicians to verify the presence of female genitalia and other sex characteristics. I know this to be true. Uh, mine is the other way around, but I, ha I did go to the doctor previously Wait. and they told me that I had too much estrogen and not enough testosterone and I should think about taking supplements because I had almost no testosterone. Like. Which means you can compete. No, I know, but I'm saying in the podcast that I work. know that I do know. And also going through menopause, you have to take hormones and stuff like that. But I do know that women or people in general, not just women, men and women have different chemistry and makeups. Some have they more do. Just, but yeah. when it comes to competition on a world stage, mm -hmm. what is the criteria? Is the criteria going to be chromosomes, hormones? Um, uh, identification, how you identify personally, like what is that? And you know, they were bringing up the point that you know that that especially in these running events, maybe mm -hmm. also in strength events, I don't know, but in the running events, that the female has always or has never uh, competed on at the same level as a male as far as the if you look at world records by men and world records by women they're never women don't beat men why is it only women that are that this is happening to well i think there is a small group of bunnies that are also <laughs> dealing with what do you mean why is this women no i'm just saying like they're always looking into the hormones of women and whether or not they can compete and stuff like that i haven't heard you know like jockeys Maybe one just happens to be way shorter, so he has an edge. But they don't say, like, you're not allowed to compete. Isn't that, like, kind of the no. same thing? No. no, it's not the same thing. <laughs> it's not the same thing, because it is weight, and you could be a man. I think a man and a woman, I don't know that much about horse racing. Can't female jockeys compete in the same races as male I don't think there's a difference between a male or I'm not just talking about female. gender. I'm talking about every, there's stuff that, there's different aspects because of the I'll tell you human why. body that contribute to whether or not you're going to be more right. successful in but, a sport. Well, right. But in sport, um, the the yeah, I think it's about skeletal, muscular. You know, I think testosterone. I know that when people want to enhance and they're working out, if you have if you add testosterone, your muscles will get bigger than if you don't. Right. Maybe. So just by just by the natural uh, way things go, a male or a testosterone 
I don't know how to put this politically correct. But, then, but, then but, don't. Uh, then don't, don't. Then don't say it. <laughs> oh, then it'd just be a quiet podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, but a, a, a man, it, the men's sports, well, they are. They're faster than women, right? Right? I yes think no? if you look historically at times and stuff, yes, I think they're like the records have all been held by men. When you hit a tennis ball, the strength, the speed that a tennis ball goes, don't men hit harder than women? I'm I don't asking. know. If like Venus, if like our, our female athletes played against the men, I don't know enough about sports. I don't really watch sports. I don't Does know. Does somebody know if Venus, could Venus beat the best man? <laughs> they're looking that up. <laughs> They're looking it up. What do you think? Wait, wait, wait. Opinion. Anyone just that knows an opinion? Sport? No, they, they can't. I uh, mean, I'm gonna say no. Just men are they're just stronger. Just from the physicality, they're just stronger. Uh, okay, I don't know. Well, that was that kind of died into nothing, didn't it? <laughs> I can't argue something that I don't know anything about. I want to argue it because I'm kind of a feminist. I don't. I don't. That has nothing stuff. to do with feminism. It kind of does. That's why like, I'm asking you. But I know, but I don't know enough about it. I don't know if enough facts in order to make you know, a legitimate argument. I actually argument. think that the, uh, I'm not saying this to, to get listener. I think the female is the superior gender. And I'll tell you why. I just think that the, you guys, uh, well, I, I think that your intellectual capacity maybe even is at worst equal to the male intellectual capacity. I think that the, the fact that you are, you have the um, physical capacity to create another human being and you don't even really need us. <laughs> you know, yeah. you need something that's in us, but nothing, you don't need us. I would imagine if uh, we were the, the gender that procreated, that, that gave birth, there would be uh, not as much population <laughs> as there is now. We wouldn't. I used to talk about it in my act, and I might have repeated this here, mm -hmm. but even getting your period, you know, uh, I, I used to talk in my act about, how, you know, if we bled from the crotch once a month, I don't think we would go out. That's just a man, <laughs> you know? We, we wouldn't. And man colds are a real thing, too. Man, What's that? Man colds? I don't like, know what that is. What's a man cold? Actually, you don't get man colds. I've, like, never... You're you're pretty much a female. <laughs> what? You're pretty tough and strong. Whenever you get sick or a cold, like you pretend like it's nothing and you go on with your life. I walk but, it off. Yeah, you walk it off. And you don't get numbed when you go in for like dental surgery or get teeth pulled or anything like that. But for the most part I get numbed. I don't anyways. For the most part, men, they get a cold and it is the end of the world. Women get a cold and they go on living their life and being a mom. But I do say I agree with you. And I think yeah. that female uh, you know, even though we like to think we are the, what are you going to say, Alex? My son is going to now do something I just, politically I just want, correct. Case, no, 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 no. I'm just saying that if you didn't know, do you know that men have hormonal monthly cycles as well? <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know that. Why do you know yeah, that? Yeah, the mood, no, mood This is my son changes. for the last 32 years. <laughs> I, are you, are you, do you have your period? No. 
<laughs> can you explain it more? explain to me what your cycle no, is just, so no uh, uh, men actually do have a monthly cycle where their hormones do change uh, and it's different for every man and they're they can identify their mood changing and everything it's not as like it doesn't change as much you don't think it's just based on the woman they're with going absolutely nuts once a month <laughs> that's it, it could definitely correlate with that okay. wait caroline you might have to check me on that i could be wrong <laughs> after all that why didn't you have a hormonal cycle oh no a lot of people <laughs> wow did you spill something no 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 okay i have my lid on <laughs> okay so uh, i love that my son uh walked up to the mic and gave us some great uh, genetic information and then asks to be checked on it you know, a lot of people will, before a podcast will do research but not us on the podcast it's kind of not like a podcast. It's kind of, is it true? He's right. Oh, He's he right is about right. Everything. Men have a monthly hormonal cycle that is unique to each man, but men can actually track their moods and recognize they are related to hormonal changes through the month. We know that there are cycles with testosterone higher in November and lower in April. The testosterone yeah. is lower in springtime when the flowers bloom and the butterflies are <laughs> all a flutter. <laughs> <laughs> that's when our testosterone is down. And that's when I enjoy the colors and the smell of lavender and just sitting around and having a picnic and just enjoying, <laughs> just enjoying. I did see on our schedule that's always up there highlighted. Mm -hmm. You said Quest. Quest brings out a surprise for Howie, Caroline. What is that? Guest. There's a guest. Quest? Oh, my God. You know how you just fucking scared me? I'm sorry, but Quest is a diagnostic. Like, when you send your urine or your blood or you go get checked, Quest. And and to, in the middle of the fucking podcast for Quest to have a surprise for me, you've missed your period for two months, and in April, you will be identified as pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't finish. Oh, we have a guest that has a gift for me? Is I, there a guest? I see her in the back. Nobody's answering me. What? Abby's really shy, so I might have to bring it for her. Okay. <laughs> oh, there's a guest, Abby, not to be confused with your daughter, which is Caroline's roommate, uh -huh. right? Has a, a present for me to, uh, all right. Have we solved any problems? I'm putting on a mask, though. I don't, I don't. Is, is, is Abby uh, vaxxed? vaxxed? Yes. She's vaxxed and maxed. She's masked. I don't. What? Why did you say, Abby? I'm double You're double protected. Yeah. How is that? How is that? Talking to a, a microphone. How are you? What? She brought a blanket. She brought a blanket for me. These are the cameras. So just make sure you're on camera. Okay. You could go stay at the. You could tell her where to move. I'll tell her where to move. That's good, right? No, stand. Look at them. Oh, you're taking a picture. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And why are you double protected? I'm vaccinated and I'm wearing a mask. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you brought me a poncho. Is it a poncho? It's a drug rug blanket. It's a what? A drug rug blanket. Drug rug. We can't hear any audio from her. I know, but I'm repeating her. She's in the distance. I didn't know I was going to have a guest. We didn't set up for the guest. When you when you talk, Abby, you can lean down and talk closer okay. to that mic. Okay. What you didn't you listen to me. <laughs> you said okay from Okay. Before. There you go. All right. Do you have, okay, uh, okay. You tell me. to unveil it for you? Well, tell me, is there any, before you unveil it, what is the thought behind giving me a gift? She's shy. She doesn't want to talk that much. She just Thank you, Abby. I love your name. Here oh, my go. gosh. O-M-G. <laughs> I, 
for those that are just listening, she gave me an amazing painting of Bobby, but Bobby now, not Bobby as we knew him. Bobby's hair is redone. Bobby is pierced. Bobby has tats. Bobby, I love the new Bobby. This is the Bobby. Did you paint this? I did. It's He's called E-Bobby because he's an E-boy. He is. I'm going to put this up and it's going to be on every podcast. I want to put this on the wall behind us. This is amazing. You are a real, t have you, are you a studied artist? No, I'm self-taught. What do you do for a living? I work in advertising. Self-taught advertising? Yeah. <laughs> no, are you a graphic artist? No, it's all just a hobby. This is more than a hobby. This is pretty amazing. You know, I'm trying to relaunch Bobby. I want to, I want to show them this. Thank you. How often, what is the, what is this? Is this uh, acrylics? Is this um, water? It's spray paint what? and acrylic. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Rich is just walking in too. Abby, this is fucking amazing. And I can't thank you enough. I love this. I'm not saying this for the podcast. I love this. And you're a real talent. Thank what do you, you do in advertising? I'm an assistant. I do all of the scrub work. What do you want to do? I don't know. Something creative. This is really creative. Dan Natterman is here too. Another guest just popped in at the same time. Does he see me? I I see you, Howie. This is from Abby, the Abby uh, Abby who uh, work uh, lives with Caroline, who is a producer on the show. Uh, just made me this painting of. Did you ever see Bobby's World? Are you talking to me, Howie? Yeah. Oh yes, yes, yes. So this is E Bobby. Is this, a, would you say that she is a, a talent, Dan? Dan, for all uh, of you, is also a guest on the show. Dan is a good friend of mine, but not only is he a good friend of mine, he is a brilliant stand-up comic. He has a new book out. He is a, uh, he writes, not only, obviously, he had to, to have a book, but he's a pilot. He's fluent in French. I'd like you to say hi, too, bond. but I have a picture in front of me. I don't know where to put this yeah. right now. I love it. <laughs> Abby, I can't thank you enough. This is an amazing gift, the, the uh, above and beyond the call of... Yeah, put it there. Put it there. Yeah, look at oh, that. Say that again, Dan? That's your, that, there was somebody hiding behind that picture. Yes, Caroline. No, me. Oh, my daughter. Me. This is my daughter. You've met. Yeah, Have you met my daughter? Yes, we've met. I met her once in... De we were in Denver, maybe she was there? <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I, when I... But you are one of the funniest you. comics. I want to just say this. He's also a, another guest just popped up on the show. Uh, but Dan, uh, also one, one of my favorite moments on America's Got Talent. Dan competed on America's Got Talent, did very well. And then he ended up on Champions. And on Champions, uh, that's, all, that's his uh, theme music. Dan has always had <laughs> a theme song wherever he shows up. There we go. <laughs> on, what is that, Caroline? You're playing the band. We just got a live band in our podcast. We never had it. But anyway, uh, Dan uh, was on Champions, and uh, for whatever reason, uh, Simon was not uh, as receptive as I believe he should have been, and you were really funny, but in that moment, you told him. Can we play that, that clip? That's what she's getting ready. Oh, that, you're getting it? Here's, here's what he said to Simon on television. Dan, I hope you don't mind I'm playing that. You, you felt very unsure. No. Well, okay, let's play it. 
but, in a different context. You've got to walk away for the end of the night and remember things and go, you know what? I saw and heard something which blew my mind. That didn't. Here we go. Here well, we go. In the music business, your opinion is gold. Gold stand. In, in the world of comedy, I don't think you know your ass from your elbow. I hate to say it. Whoa! Yes! Drop the mic! <laughs> Listen to the crowd. He's going nuts. That boy. Wait, we can stop it now. We can stop it now. We, we can stop it now. And I got to just say, I know I'm, I'm giving some people some like inside scoop. Dan, you went off stage and he felt he went upstairs and, and like he was beside himself. And I was so I didn't know that. They told me Dan is a, a little bit disturbed. But I went backstage. You were like devastated because you thought, oh, my God, I must have just offended the boss of the show. They're going to hate me. They're going to cut me out. And, and I informed you, like even Simon leaned over after you said that and went, fuck, this is guy. This guy is amazing. He loves when he's challenged. He loves when you take it. The crowd went nuts. I haven't seen a moment like that on AGT with a crowd. It was just an amazing, smart, funny bold moment on AGT that I'll never forget. And that's Dan Natterman, ladies and gentlemen. And if you haven't uh, partook in the humor and the brilliance that is Dan, you can see him on YouTube. You can see him by the book. What is the book? The new book. Talk about that. Can I just show it? The book, it's this. It's called Iris Spiro Before COVID. And uh, it's about a neurotic New York comedian. Um, where I come up with these ideas, I don't know. But um, <laughs> why did you change the name? Who is Iris Spiro? Well, Iris Spiro is—I mean, it, it's not an autobiography. Yes, it is. Uh, but it's, it, there's autobiographical elements, and Iris Spiro is the name of the main character, which he—and he's a New York City comedian who um, has achieved some degree of success and then has trouble managing the success that he's achieved. So, and it's, what it's is an the difference between Iris Spiro and you? Just so people don't get confused. I gets laid a lot more than I do. Um, <laughs> and uh, Ira, won, Ira won an Academy Award for the best original screenplay for a movie that he wrote. So he's a screenwriter in addition to a comic. Wow. And um, yes, and that, but, but, that, but there's many similarities also. It's very funny, people. It is a very funny... Well, Dan is one of the funniest guys naturally that I know and one of the smartest people that I've uh, had the pleasure of meeting. And where do they get it? You, well, uh, Amazon or uh, barnesandnoble.com, uh, either way, but I guess Amazon. You can get it on their Kindle, uh, if you have Kindle, and or you can get a paperback version. Um, and uh, if, if you're in the, in the world of comedy, you'll love it. If you're not in the world of comedy, I think you'll still like it. And uh, I think you, like you don't have to be in the world of comedy to love it. I don't think you have to be What's in the that? world of comedy to love you know, it. You don't have to be, but it's a little, a little extra if you are, a little bit extra. If you're interested in that world, if you're a fan of, you know, Mrs. Maisel, if you're a fan of Crashing on HBO, then, then it'll be that, that little bit extra um, interest for you. And what is the, the, the hope besides it being a, a you know, hopefully it, it ends up being a, a bestseller and incredibly successful in sales. Are you looking to maybe turn this into like a series or a real, you know? Well, if somebody wants to, I'm not, I'm not against it. I mean, Judd Apatow has a copy as we speak. Wow. And 
still may, I don't know. I don't know if he'll read it. He's a busy guy, you know, but he How bought he, it. Wow. Fantastic. Well, I sent him an email. I said, John, I got this book. You want me to send you a copy? And he said, don't bother. I just got it. Um, wow. So I don't know if he'll read it. He's obviously busy, but uh, but he might. And that maybe is he'll fantastic. And he's done that for a lot of other, you know, he's, he's made a movie for uh, Amy Schumer and kind of la launched her career. He's launched a lot of careers. So hopefully this does. Listen, if nothing else comes of it, but the fact that you have a published book out there that is really funny and a real good read and you don't have to be in comedy to enjoy it, it's already a win. So yeah. Ira Spiro before COVID. Ira, I-R-A, yeah. Spiro, before COVID, available on Amazon, available at Barnes & Noble. I'm telling you, I am a comedian and I loved it, but I'm telling you it's a really good read. You don't have to be in comedy. And I'll tell you, comedy is the best medicine. Laughter is the best medicine. And this is, uh, this'll be uh, medicinal, if not only entertaining for everyone. So go order it now. Thank you. Breaking up is hard. Bye-bye, Dan. Thank you. Don't take your love <laughs> That was Dan Natterman, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Thank you, Dan. That was great. I love that. Caroline, that's really the production value of what you just did. <laughs> Caroline knows. Yeah. That did bring up something for me that I did want to talk about, though, because he is on AGT. I know we talked about this a little bit last week when we were talking about Nightbird, right? Yeah. And for those that don't know, Nightbird is the young lady who's just turned 30, was Simon's Golden Buzzer, sang a, an original song, It's Okay, and she has uh, metastasized cancer all over her body. And we saw her come on AGT again and talk to us virtually. She talked you told us she talks to Simon and we watched she the withdrew, interview so. with Cuomo and she had said that the doctors were saying it's terminal, she pretty much has no chance, all this stuff and she says that she's optimistic and most people would say it's blind denial, but she sees it as rebellious hope. This actually made me think of something that you always say. You know, ignorance is bliss, and when we learn about horrible news, sometimes that can make it worse for us, right? And I well, don't know. I, 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 I well, and I'll talk about. It. I know you, you, you brought up the fact, or I see it here. Like m my father uh, passed away from uh, lung cancer, and when my uh, my father. Um, it got really, really scared. You know, he he went to the doctor because he had a cough. And uh, then uh, they were, he went and it was sent for chest x-rays and the chest x-rays were sent out and it, it wasn't identified as good. There was no good outcome. Um, when, I, when I found out that he had chest x-rays, I called the place that I wanted, I called the place that was going to read the, um, the x-rays, and they told me it's not good before they told my father. And I said, I don't want you to lie to my father, but I know my dad won't ask. He won't mm -hmm. ask, because if he doesn't ask, then he doesn't get bad news. Mm -hmm. And I said, I'm not going to share that news with him. If he asks, you know, do I have cancer? Mm -hmm. Or what is the outcome? I will answer him. If he doesn't ask that, I will always err on the side, like, we're going to try this, we're going to try that. And I found, you know, hope is a powerful, you know, panacea. Mm. 
You know, all we have is hope in our whole lives, whether it's our own personal health, whether it's I hope I make it. I hope I uh, make a million dollars. I hope hope is a very strong drug. And when you take away somebody's hope, then you like flip the switch. And I think with Nightbird, you know, medically and uh, reasonably, I think they, they took away her hope or they tried to rip her hope. And, and if anything, you know, when I don't know how many people saw, you know, she did a, her videos like well over 200 million views already of the red buzzer, Nightbird, uh, the, the golden buzzer on uh, AGT. She said, you know, the doctors gave her a 2% chance of survival mm -hmm. and she turned it around. It's kind of like uh, dumb and, the Dumb and Dumber movie where, remember when he said- So you're saying I have a chance. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's the same thing. She said 2% is a chance. It's yeah. not zero. It's yeah. 2%. And which is an interesting way of looking at it. And that's her power. And that's what I love about her. But a lot of people don't have the power to do that. But having the power to do that, even if it's through ignorance of not knowing how bad things can be, allows you to be more productive, allows you to be happier, allows you to move forward. Because I think sometimes when you lose hope, it's so debilitating that you lose everything and you just stop. So they had to tell, I know what you're asking, like, is it bad that she got this news which took her out of the competition. I'm just asking like in general, because in a general sense, do you think that medical professionals or sh should hold off on giving such like dire, horrible news to patients because it takes away their hope and sometimes takes away their ability to fight or even the people around them? They the answer hope. to your question is yes, I think it's wrong. I think that first of all, Oncologists or medical doctors, uh, well, they're, med they're all medical, um, physical uh, practitioners are not versed in um, psychiatry and medicine. And I think it's almost irresponsible to give somebody horrible weighted news without any backup. Like, I just think that somebody has to be prepared for that. You know, we always talk about mental health mm -hmm. and just generally, and um, people don't seek it. People don't know it. You know, as somebody like you and I who suffers from OCD, they think, well, I don't have that or I don't have, it's not a title. Just human nature needs coping skills. And how do you give somebody horrible news without somebody professional there to help you cope with what, what do I do with this information? How do I cope? How do I move forward? And a lot of people who get the kind of news that Nightbird got just shut down and right. give up and die. And you can just give up and die. The, the, what she's doing with the news right now, because she's uh, much stronger and uh, much more advanced than most people I know. The reason she's out uh, of the competition is she's, she's got a GoFundMe page which we should uh, find out what that is, Jeremy, and just put it up on the, uh, when, we, when we post this. Uh, we could put it in the description or the link in the bio. She's got a GoFundMe page for one, it's called One More Push or something mm -hmm. like that, where you know she's going to be so inundated with whatever procedures, and I don't know whether it's chemo, I'm not versed on wh what she's doing, that she won't be able to compete. Mm -hmm. You know, they can't th th schedule, you know, she made, it may be on a day where we have a quarterfinal and she's just 
incapacitated and can't show up. So that's why she had to stop. It's not about giving up. It's In fact, it's about her final push. Most people would have given up if they got the news that she gave. Mm -hmm. And she's doing one final push. And we always hear about miracles or things that disappeared or they're all real, you know, and everybody has a chance. Everybody has a chance. And when I didn't tell my do my father, and at that time, you know, he died in, in 1989, those last three weeks we spent together, he was terrified going into that meeting. And he just kept saying, he didn't say I have cancer. He didn't say I have cancer. And we went out and he bought a... Uh, a lottery ticket, and we had a really good time and got everything off our chests and just had a beautiful, horrible, you know, experience, but as, as beautiful as this horrible experience could be, you know. So I think, you were the only one that knew. Your mom didn't know. I didn't tell didn't... my mom. I didn't tell my brother at, the, at that time, and it was a, a, a debilitating weight. But uh, even afterwards, I feel like until I did share it with my mom, when it got there, got a point, and and I did share it with my brother because I needed to relieve some of the weight from myself. Um, but it's uh, I, I I still truly believe I did the right thing, and I truly believe that the way our medical community talks to patients, they talk to them like uh, you know. You don't, they, they, we are not educated like they are. So, you know, you got, I don't like when people go, you know, you got a 30% chance of survival. We're going to try this. This is going to be debilitating. You're going to not, chemo is going to be really, don't give them any of this. Just say, listen, we can do this. Mm -hmm. We've had success with this. You know, when you say there's a 40% a chance of survival or a 30% or even a, you know, a 20%, which is hers was, 2%, which is unfathomable to me, but but it is a chance. Mm -hmm. You know, why don't you just talk about all the good things that can happen without giving? And people will say there is an, another side to the argument where they go, like, Let, be real with me. I want to know what it is. And they say so they can get their stuff in order. But who gives a shit about getting stuff in order? What is stuff? Stuff doesn't mean anything. This is getting so heavy. I just but thought it was, it was interesting when I was listening to her talk about that and it brought up that for me. I know there's an argument on both sides of the aisle. So you feel like you did the right thing. So that's what you would want for you. Do you not everyone feels that way? Was your mom or brother mad? No. 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 I I I you know, for me, I, I ignorance is bliss. I don't want to know. And that's why COVID has been bothering me so much just because you know, everybody's chasing clickbait, mm -hmm. you know, and that clickbait is, you know, how many people are dying, how many people, I mean, we need to know this information, mm -hmm. but with this information, I find it almost, for me, uh, very debilitating and uh, it makes me anxious and I just want to, maybe I need this information because we have to operate in a different way, mm -hmm. you know, we have to show up in the mask, speaking of masks, you were... <laughs> <laughs> the masks are bullshit when they're not worn right. Okay, this is the first time, um, now that we're changing the subject, this is the first time in, well, last week I didn't come in. I was at home. I have good days and bad days and good weeks and bad weeks, and it really doesn't have anything to do with the state of COVID. It has to do with my state of mind. In So right now I'm feeling good. I'm in the office. With that being said, I see Rich come in to talk to, everyone is fully masked. 
Rich comes in to talk to us, into this room, to talk to us with his mask on. But every single time he says a word, he pulls down his mask to talk to us and then puts it back up. What is the point of a mask? Go ahead, Rich. <laughs> oh, One got, second. Um, so yeah. what I want to say, <laughs> that's how I feel about it if you don't... If you're not watch if you're if you're not watching this and you're just listening to it, uh, it was silent when his mask was up, and the only time you can hear him when his mask is down. So you see what it is. He just I wants noticed you to a understand. lot of people doing that a lot, and even I don't know if you've seen this. There's been videos of people who will lower their mask to sneeze and then raise it back up. I have not seen that. That's yeah. disgusting. I mean, because you don't want snot and stuff like in your mask. I get it. But that's the point of a mask. They lower their mask, they sneeze, and then they raise it back up. Well, I think that people <laughs> think of it as face underpants. Yeah. You know, you lower your well, underpants when you shit. Well, a lot of people call it shit. chin diapers. Chin diapers. Chin diapers? Uh-huh. I've never heard that term. They wear it on their chin. I think it's a South Park thing. A chin diaper, but they wear it on their chins. They have a mask, but it's on their chin. Everybody just looks like they're sucking on ladies' underpants. What do you mean? <laughs> the mask just looks like they... <laughs> To me, it does. And they're all pretty colors. <laughs> I like when people, I'm always amazed by how people, oh, this will be a good one. Look, it's got lips on it. Look, I got little doggies. If you're not a child, because that I think that as a parent, you yeah. entice your children to wear masks by giving them a fun design or something. Yeah. When I see adults with kind of like silly masks, like it me. just makes it like you. <laughs> like me. Like me? Like, what is that? It's peace and stars and flowers. Hearts and rainbows and peace signs and stars. And why did you think that would look good on your face? Oh, I'm going to put hearts and <laughs> peace signs on my face. Because I thought my daughter would enjoy it. I do everything just for a reaction from my kids. I know people are completely over, like, the COVID talk. They don't want to talk about it at all anymore. But I, I do think it's worth it to talk about the vaccine mandates that... Um, Okay, we don't, I don't want to talk about it. We don't have to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I was just saying because I Alex, your son. I think that this should be son, a respite. This should be a respite from COVID. Okay. No more COVID talk. Okay, we don't have to. I what was I'd just like bringing to talk up about, the no, let me talk about it. I want to talk about the Spanish flu of no. 1918. <laughs> That's what I want to talk about. Nobody's talking about that. So I, I think, don't want to talk about it. You okay. know what I want to talk Never about? Mind. People who won't fax things. Anti-faxers. Anti-faxers. <laughs> no, there are people. Like sometimes... Are people still faxing at all? Yeah, you know, some pe yes, some people require you to fax, and I don't fax, but you can now scan documents and send it through. Who requires a fax? A lot of people do. Look Is at Rich. Is it mandated? Yes. No, not mandated. No, I mean just some companies are really old school. Yeah. For instance, um, yeah. well, people Thanks. you know. Thanks, Rich. That was Rich's input. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't want to interrupt her. <laughs> people you know that you work with have told me multiple times when i've sent a document when like i've taken a picture and sent it to them they say can you please fax it to me really yeah i'm an anti-faxer faxer <laughs> i hope people heard that right because now i'm gonna get some press he said anti-fax not vax all right, we don't have to talk about it. We can change the subject and make it lighter. Do you want to prank call? I can. The um, I'm going to tell Caroline, this monitor has nothing on it, so I don't know what you're putting on this, but this this one went dark. No, you're supposed to look at the big screen. <laughs> oh, 
Here I am on episode 16 or 17, and Caroline just told me where I'm supposed to look. Okay, right, and well, what am I looking? Oh, these are places that we can call for uh, just a prank call. Yeah, we can lighten up the mood. I love pranks. I still love that guy on Instagram that breaks into people's Zoom calls. I know. I tried to reach out to him. He won't get back to me. Why? How busy is he? I feel like we need to just do like a 24-hour Zoom and maybe he'll just bust in. No, I think what people are doing... Uh, here we go. Uh, Zoom meetings. Watch. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... This guy is so funny. So I think that people who are going into Zoom meetings... Or uh, know that he's a prankster. He's he's calling an interview. It's a Zoom interview. About your work experience. Yeah, for sure. Like CVS and stuff. I got like pharmacies and shit. Um, so two years at like a pharmacy at CVS. Okay, stop it for a second. Stop it. Stop it for a second. So just so that people know, this is another thing. So it's a job interview, and he's got a guy sitting behind him. Mm-hmm. So the interview, it's the other guy that wants the job and they don't understand why they keep asking the questions, but the guy's not doing the interview himself. So uh, let's start it from the, the top again. He's interviewing for his friend. But his friend is right there. Like CVS and stuff. I got like pharmacies and shit. Two years at like a pharmacy at CVS. Are you just translating for him? Is that what you're doing for the interview? Yeah, pretty much, kind of. He's literally thinks he's too cool for everything, so wants me to, his big brother, to freaking do the interview for him, so here I am. Okay, well, what does he bring to the table that would make him successful working for us? He's good with people. He's just, uh, he's a people person. He's, like, social when he wants to be. Okay. <laughs> Very cool. So, um, what questions do you have for us at this point in the process? Uh, like, how much? How much? Okay, perfect. Well, from here, what we'll be doing is reviewing the applicants from today, and then we'll be scheduling <laughs> um, in-person interviews next week. Okay. Um, once we know more information, we'll definitely reach out and let you know kind of where you stand. Can I write my... A little bit about your work experience? Yeah, for sure. Okay, that that's kind of an interesting thing, but he, he just has the funniest... Uh... Here, go to that one in the, in the middle on the... Bo- there, yes. Another job interview. Uh, so what's been your longest job you've had? Uh, my longest job I've had was at a casino in Reno, and I was oh, there okay. for about three and a half weeks. <laughs> three and a half weeks. You were there for how long? About three and a half weeks. I was there for a while. Okay, that's three and a half years or weeks? Three and a half weeks, I know. I was there for a while. <laughs> I know. <laughs> for three and a half weeks, yeah, almost a month. Couldn't wait to get out. Like with coworkers, what role would you say you play? Chihuahua leader. He was a chihuahua. chihuahua He's sitting with a chihuahua on his no, lap. No, a chihuahua leader. It's I call myself a chihuahua leader. Yeah. I have because I have a chihuahua, so I'm like a chihuahua leader. <laughs> That's that. Um, so this is this guy. I'll, I'll we'll do one of the calls too. He just makes me laugh. Is that not funny, or is it just me alone? No, it is funny. It is funny. I, I don't know if it's as funny to the listeners who are just listening to us. Well, watch comment and media. review. Yeah. <laughs> Wherever you're getting your podcast. Here. Yeah. So who do you want to call? I'll let you call. Uh, I'll dial anybody you call. Is there uh, usually Caroline screens ahead of time? Right is there here. one that you think would be best? Um. 
I did not get a chance to call these ones. <laughs> these are just <laughs> so, random. These are just so random. I think you should just pick one. Okay, so I'll call the drain company, but I'll call with an accent and misinterpret what it is. Like it's not drain, it's rain. Listen to this. I don't understand what they do, and let's see if they explain to I me. I think it's funnier if my son had a party and someone no, they'll just defecated come... in the... Do you know that that's probably pretty normal for them? Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the, the fact that there's... Because sometimes the, uh, not that people shit in the drains, but I think all the plumbing is attached. Haven't you ever seen or heard of sewage coming up through the, uh, through the shower? Yeah. Yeah, so it's a normal, that's a normal plumbing issue. I didn't know. Right, so let me watch. I'll, I don't know if I have a good accent now for this, but let's see. Can you hear it? Here we go. He said, drain come. Good morning. Yes, I uh, is uh, the rain, the rain company, the rain company. Uh, yeah, drain, drain company. Yeah. The rain. Um, is um in the the rain. Uh, sometimes it, when it rain, it uh, on the whole back part is wet. Okay. Mm -hmm. So is it stop the rain or the umbrellas? What would he do? So when you say it rains, what gets wet? In the ground, the people's outside, uh, the uh, the uh, uh, chair sometimes outside. Okay. So uh, you are uh, the company, the rain company, and I uh, want, I want. Yeah. The, yeah. We. The, the, go we ahead. Do, you talk. We, with, you talk. Go ahead. We do because drain. we have the rain sometime outside, sometime in uh, by, or when you travel, sometime, and you uh, go on vacation. I don't want the rain; you want the sunshine, right? So we're, we're a drain company. The, ra the rain company. Drain like like uh, when you run water down the sink. So drain. The, the rain, yeah. The the rain is like the water. So the wet come from the sky. Right. So, so normally the drain is in, is on the ground. No, the rain come from up top. Right, right. You're saying rain. The rain. The rain. The rain. Oh, okay. I see what you mean now. So, yeah. so you have a drain. No, the rain. A, a drain. The rain. Okay. Okay. So, so you, so you have a, a, a drain. The rain. Wet. Right. So, so, so you have wetness. Mo I say more moisture. Moisture. Okay. Moisture or uh, the uh, droplets, uh, H2O. Okay. Okay. H2O. Is that mm -hmm. uh, saying? Hey, hey, no, you're, you're right. It's no, like a, like, like, like a, a wet. Wet is the word wet. Wet. Yeah, like like, like a like, like a storm. Like a the rain when the the. Oh, so. Yeah, when you go when you go outside and it's raining. Right. 
This right. is the problem. Okay. Fix that. Can you fix that or what? No, you, you, so, so when you go outside and it's raining, what's the problem? Everything is getting wet? That's right. Okay, so you want to put like, like an umbrella or, or something? Maybe it's you're the expert, so maybe. No, no, so, so we don't do that. We're, we're a plumbing company. We, we do drain. Drain is. is drain. Uh, drain. Uh, okay, listen. So when you take a bath, mm -hmm. the water goes down the drain. No, but can I say something to you? Sure. I take showers. I don't. I don't take a bath because sometimes, okay. no, let me tell you, when you sit in the bath, you're sitting your own stink, you know, you wipe right. it up, but it just floats there. I right. don't want to take a bath. I know I'm not knocking the people that take bath, but showers is what okay, I Okay, good. Perfect. So when you take a shower and the but water- But let's, for argument's sake, let's say I take a bath. No, shower's perfect. So- when you take a shower... No, you start with a bath. I want to go with you. I'm just no, saying that I take showers, but Perfect. your story is a bath. It, it's going gonna, it's gonna to end up at the same place. So when you take a shower... But it's, I, I do that in the house, outside the rain. Right, right. So that's what I'm trying to say. We, our company, we deal with... You want with... to talk to my wife? Sure. Hello? Hello. Okay, that was my wife. Um, okay, go ahead with the story. So, so we're a drain company. Drain. We're I, a plumbing, let me explain we're, to we're, my wife. We're, we're a plumbing. We're a plumbing drain company. But you don't know how to make an umbrella to set up umbrellas. No. <laughs> really? That would that would be like a a, a handyman or a contractor or no 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 not built not built in the ground or whatever just to carry whoa you okay hello hello oh i heard it no did you fall down I'm, I'm sorry did you fall down no uh could you talk to my wife one more time sure of okay. course hello hello that was her. Anyway, uh, the, every time it uh, rains, the, the wet uh, gets everywhere. How can you? And I'm having uh, a special guest today. Yeah, you, you're going to have to call a handyman. You are not, hand, you are not hand, handy? No. Ooh. We're plumbers. Wouldn't that make you handy around the house if you're... Uh, you have to be handy to do that. Unfortunately, not for that. The rain, it says. Yeah, we only do plumbing and drain. The rain. And right. that's what we're talking about. Sometimes in the rain, everything gets wet. Right, right. So we don't, we don't do that type of work. We do plumbing, pipes. Uh, I'm not, I don't understand. What okay, is. we got to go now, sir. No, hang on, hang on. Will you say hello to my wife? I'll call back. I'll call back. Yeah, I don't. I got it. Hello. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, I got it. Uh, maybe disconnect.
it disconnect. Anyway, where were you? Uh, no, you, you need to call the handyman, sir. Oh, the, you don't do the, the rain? No. Oh. Thank you for calling. Oh, what is your name, please? You just need to hurry up, Dad. <laughs> Get after. No, I know. It's me again. Um, you keep getting disconnected. Um, can I tell you, do you need my name? You want to write down my name? No, no, we can't help you, so you need to call a handyman. Write down my name. We, we can't help you, sir. No, can you take my name? I'm sorry? Can you just take down my name? Sure, go ahead. Are you writing it? I'm ready to go. H-O-W I-E You got that? Yep. H-O-W-I-E M-A-N-D-E-L Can you spell that one more time? H-O-W-I-E-M-A-N-D-E-L. Got it. What is it? What, say it back to me. Well, we have it written down here, sir. What does it say? H-O-W-I-E-M-A-N-D-E-L. Say that out loud? No, thank you. Not a big fan? Caroline's idea for me to do a reveal and yeah. I'll never listen to Caroline again. What? what a surprise. We have to. You have to do a reveal? We're just trying to do that now. Okay. okay. Well, right, we did it. Going? Wow, the surprise in his voice. I just thought yesterday we should maybe get approval. That's what, it, that's what this is about. Well, even if, we, even if we don't say where it was, do you want me to call him back? What if he, I don't care. I can call him later too. It doesn't matter. Oh no! <laughs> I'll just get. I'm giving you something to cut out. I'll just get okay. approval. I'm talking to your wife. This is not Jeremy right now. This is not. This is not part of the show. Or maybe it is. We'll see how that goes. Hi, it's Howie Mandel. How can we help you, sir? Uh, I don't know. Speak to my wife. Uh, hello. That was my wife. Great. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye. Okay. Is, that, is that good? Now is that good? Great. <laughs> I think you gotta you gotta leave that end part. It's Howie Mandel. How can we help you? Talk to my wife. Hello, and that's the end, Jeremy. <laughs> It's good that we finally revealed. What I love about doing those pranks is how excited the people are to meet me and to find out that it's actually a prank. Yeah. <laughs> we thought there was going to be a big reveal. They were going to be super excited. No. No yeah. one cares. No one cares. No one about cares about it. All right. Death. Well, that's another podcast. I love you. I care about you. Really? Yeah. But what happens when it rains? <laughs> I'll still be there for you.
right. Um, I see that uh, Caroline. <laughs> what is she? Caroline, what are you hovering on? What is that? I'm waiting for the right moment to press the outro. <laughs> okay, so I'll just, I'll, I'll leave that. Let's leave that to Caroline. Like, we finished what we did, right? Yeah. We <laughs>